minutes, 45 minutes of us hanging out was technical issues. Uh, it was pretty good, monkey. Um, I would say it was nice to see your face, but this is the first time I've seen your face in the last hour. Um, just for those playing at home, uh, we went to start the podcast about 40 minutes ago and um, a lot of technical difficulties, mainly from Port Hedland's side of things, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but we persevere and we found a way, unlike the Dockers. Stop at nothing, Juddy, which is yeah. something that we've, we've adapted to. Do you um, know what I hate is the the Instagram videos they put up where it's like, do, 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 stop at nothing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, I've seen a lot of stopping. <laughs> Generally, it's nothing happening, then they stop. Mate, talk about, tell me just about some stopping before. I had the, working out on site the other day, had the main man, the big boss out on site. Twiggy is doing a little... Twigstar. No one allowed to be out working while the boss is there. You've got to be having smoke over for three hours. I was like, there's no way he's here. And do you know what everyone was doing? Checking his private jet. So he was actually there for um, over three hours. How do you do that? There's just a general aviation app. Yeah, and like, right. It's obviously and you can just search it or whatever, yeah. Well, there's only flights out of, flights out of Port Hedland go to like, Carafa, there's there's like three in the morning, or you know what I mean. There's a set amount, so yeah, true. Well, there's um, it's quite funny with Twitter. Before Elon Musk took over Twitter, there was a dude that had a Twitter um, page or Twitter account that was just what Elon Musk's private jet's doing, and he just posts what it's doing. Yeah. And then Elon Musk took over for freedom of speech, but he banned that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was well, pretty good. That is like the, yeah. that is that is case in point how America is the most dumb place in the world. Yeah, well, he sure showed him. Um, the only well, thing yes, better so- would have been if he like the other guy was like, "We need more like um, gun, like we need more free gun rules." <laughs> and he just got shot or something. <laughs> well, we we digress, mate. How did you how did you gather up the courage to watch the uh, Disney Doctors at eleven? So, was it eleven? Eleven fifty or something. So, dude, I was so I didn't watch live. Um, it was a family thing. So, um, my wife's stepdad. So, technically, my stepdad-in-law um, had his sixtieth birthday party. So, we went out for a big lunch. Um, and so I was at lunch the whole time, checking the occasional score. Basically, every time I checked the score, um. We were down by at least 30 points, 20 to 30 points. And then I'd look at the thread with the boys and there'd be a few like, we are cooked (laughs) messages. And I'd be like, oh, cool. There was a point, there was a pretty exciting point when I was like, I think we got to like 26 points or something. I was like, can we just have a little sniff? And then everyone's like, ooh, maybe a little sniff. And then they just go like, bang, 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 yeah. Um, No sniff. So I went, I watched the mini last night. I wasn't going to watch two hours of footy. 
considering what I saw. But I watched the mini last night, which gave me some very good insights into the game. How did you watch it? I uh, did it. <laughs> you have to be so courageous right now to be tuning into the Dockers. Like, it is, it, do you know what we were celebrating this time last year, Juddy, round seven? Do you know where we were at last year, Ooh, round seven? What happened? Where, two and five? Five and two? Where, yeah, where have we just come from? What did we just Was done? it Melbourne, the Demons? No. Geelong. No, we had Geelong. Been, yeah, yeah. yeah we Geelong. went down to Alphabet Stadium. Yeah. We got up against Geelong. We would have been tuning in in such different circumstances. Oh, what a difference 12 months makes. Yeah. I've got a lot to talk about on that. I've been listening to a lot of people that have, have chilled me out. And I feel like we've been fairly chill about this year, like... Flag mantle this year obviously would have been great, but realistically, why would we suddenly win a flag this year? Um, but anyway, I agree. Why? It's been flat. It's been a flat year. And the problem has been that we thought we were going to be good. The problem hasn't been, well, like, Freo have been way shitter than this before, and we haven't been as flat about it. Like, 2017, we were pretty shit, and we weren't like that depressed about it. This year, we are way more depressed about it. It's because we thought we were going to be good. It's purely expectations to reality. But there's expectations to beat teams like North Melbourne, Juddy. There's Mm. expectations when we should have been. 1,000%. And now we're not even in with a chance at the possibility of playing finals. So say we beat North North Melbourne and suddenly we're 3-3 and last week. We're like, oh, we're we're still all right. But no, we lose to North Melbourne by a point. And we play and terrible get, football for three and a half quarters. And but we get, you know, we're just getting thumped. We've got, yeah. There's no, there's no. We can lose. There's different ways to lose. I just anyway. We won't. I will eventually start tearing shreds. There's different ways you can lose the game of football. You can lose your four points in a competitive style. I just don't think at any point yeah. I've watched a quarter where we've represented ourselves as a competitive like. When have we played a good quarter of footy except when so all the, the Eagles players died? So the final quarter of the Eagles game and the second half against Go- and the second half against Gold Coast were the only two, like the three quarters this year where I've been like, oh yeah, we've been alright. Um, Monkey, that was a very long way to not give me any detail as to how you watched the game. <laughs> I played golf. Yeah, um, right. And I checked the score. I obviously watched the minis. I usually love tuning into our social media on Instagram. I think they put up some great videos, but yeah, refuse to watch any of that. Still watched, so uh, flat at the Instagram how they post like Sonny Walters snapping one from the boundary and then like yeah. first like first cab off the rank is like someone having a shot from 10 metres and they miss in the game. Oh, You're look. like, cool. Like, oh, what's the point? Like, <laughs> what's the point? I tell you what... Uh, West Australian football struggling like this at the moment. The only person benefiting from it, I think, is how's Sumich? Sumich is just getting a red hot run. Sumich the <laughs> aggravator, mate. He is just like Dude, he, I the have West come... Australian is just like cha ching, brother. Mate, like, I have moved back. More. I've moved back to Perth and then Sumich is now like eighty percent of the fucking print media oh. here. And it has been the worst move I've ever had. And Duffield has left. He's all, I bet Suma is just, he's my man. He's just, he's just like, tell you what's going to send my career off. Like, this, this bad Australian football to Sumich is like, I don't know, Uber Eats to fucking COVID or something. Dude, I I was going to, I was going to bring this up. 
um, in just like general stuff, but this is a Sumit. So Sumit's rankings every week just kill me. Yeah. Like they are amazing, and he, lit- he I swear he just. He just w- looks at the stats. And he's like, "Oh yeah, he had twelve. Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh mate, did you watch this game? Anyway, this but, banners won. But his thing on banners this week was amazing. It's so like banners won. Like all the small forwards in this game, he had no impact, and he might be struggling to hold his spot in the side. Only eight disposals at fifty percent efficiency. No tackles, despite being a pressure forward. Three turnovers and only 12 pressure acts, all of which are poor. If you are playing 100 minutes of footy and not kicking goals, tackling or putting pressure on the opposition, then what are you in the side for? I know that is harsh, but it's reality. Dude, that's not harsh. That is just reality. <laughs> it's just, that is what he produces. Occasionally, he'll kick one or two goals and we're like, yay, banners. Um, no. <laughs> hey, apparently, he's been banners. so he good for photo. so long. He even gets the photo in the little article there getting yeah. bagged out. But um, what, are you sure it was a photo of banners and it wasn't like... Chera? Yeah, Adam Chera. Uh, but no, we were woeful if you want to go into it. I think the only highlights or anything I enjoyed watching, I think Hayden Young had a pretty good run. Um, Definitely Hayden Young. Well, I feel like they've just realised it's like, hey, why don't we use this guy that's like good at footy? Rather than yeah. not using him and using the people that aren't good at footy, um, I've got we the score here getting... if you want. Yeah, go on, read so it. So 17, 13, 115, 7, 67. Like, couldn't just get to 69 there, two weeks in a row, anyway. Yeah. Um, can I just go through? So, watching the mini, both of us didn't watch the full game, which is, I think is the biggest indictment of the Dockers at the moment. Both of us oh, just yeah. like, oh, I'm <laughs> don't watch that. I'm so the opening play, we get a pretty sweet center clearance. I think Brody ends up with it, but it's like a few good, good little hand pass and stuff. Kicks it to a leading a miss, who I love, and a miss drops a chest mark 40 out from goal. And it's just like, well, we, <laughs> we should have blown the siren then. I reckon that's just done. Like, we um, have to be taking those opportunities because we're not going to get the other opportunities. Oh, we're back to what we're back to what we're good at. It's like 20 years hard labour. We're not kicking goals from goal square. That stat's gone. Like, we are not walking any into the goal square. Um, even if we're playing at the construction end, we're still not getting any from the goal <laughs> square. There's nothing, nothing Dude, the construction, the construction end is like the Frio game plan. That's just the construction end. <laughs> The bench side is the construction end. They're just like, how can we build a good team over here? I don't know. Um, but I don't understand how we just keep getting so smacked out of the guts. Like, we Unreal. are absolutely slaughtered. And I think, it, yeah. like, if if you're going to lose clearances like that, particularly with how important 666 is now, you could put I, – I can understand, like, a bit of pressure on the forward line and them waiting to maybe – create more goals and opportunities. But, like, if the ball's just getting walked out the middle and guys, like, you know, and we've got a quality midfield, you, I understand that you can blame players like Banfield and stuff like that, but there's more onus. Like, if you were going to give proper rankings and, like, he gives Sarong a seven, whatever, he got some possessions, but them as a cohort and them as a group have been the most disappointing to not, like, I don't know whether... I don't think Acre's going out 
has changed things that much. I think O'Meara maybe been a little bit disappointing. Darcy's, I'm not sure, but something in that cohort, like that's the Sumich one for my mind at the moment. The fact that those guys are not just putting the game on their back. Like there's some quality that runs around in that midfield that that is that should be good enough to stick it. Um, like to be competitive. Like yeah. out the guts. I understand if we'll lose it on the outside. I understand if we're going to have troubles up forward. If we might have troubles transitioning it, we have turnovers. But just to not to not be competitive when I think you're Brayshaw, you're Sarong, O'Meara, Darcy. Um, there's enough quality in there, and I think even particularly that we let Switter run around there. Like there's just enough quality in there to be competitive. Yep. I think people underestimate, like, it is still a game where your midfield wins or loses it, in my opinion. Like, if you put Tom Hawkins, if you put Geelong's forward line against Brisbane, <laughs> I still don't think we score 72 points. I still don't, I honestly. Yeah, I like, agree. I, no, I no, no, I completely score. agree. Completely agree. Well, look, there's a couple of things to unpack there. Firstly, I think you mentioned Sarong getting a seven in in Peanuts um, ranking. <laughs> Um, so I feel like, and this has been touched on a few times, I feel like Sarong and Darcy are probably the only two people, Sarong much more than Darcy, but I think Darcy's been good, playing to what their expectations are, and then everyone else in that midfield is down. Brody's yeah. down. O'Meara is n- not a good midfielder for us this year. Like, I don't know what, I, I'm not saying he won't be, but I'm saying he. the only time he's looked good is when he's been in the forward line. And again, he kicked two and, goals on the weekend, moved to the forward line. Um, yeah, Brody's been been good in one game. Um, Brayshaw has had 20 to 30 touches every week, but looks like a shadow of what he was last year. And I think it, it surely has to be that this knee injury that he's carrying or whatever. But also, he's getting enough ball to suggest that he's actually fit enough to play. Like, it's not a matter if he needs a week off. Like, you can't get 30 touches with a bad knee. Like, obviously, he's niggled by it, but it's just very disappointing that we're expecting this MVP, literal MVP, voted by the players to be a decent player, and we are getting pantsed in the midfield. Um, So, I agree about the midfield thing. Um, And the other thing is, I feel like we're just not even getting the opportunity to bomb it forward to our forwards. You know when we used to I get miss, angry, we used that, yeah. dude. We used to get angry at bombing it forward. We're not even able to bomb it forward these days. We don't even get it into the forward line. Like we're, our bombs are coming from our back line these days. We're bombing it out of our back line. We've been forced. It's like a World War Two thing. Our front line's been moved back like seventy <laughs> meters. And now we're bombing it out of our back line rather than into our forward line. It's, it's fucked like... how far back our thing has gone. Like, that's where our front, <laughs> our frontier is now, our back 50. <laughs> when was the last time we whinged about oh. Walters being a one-on-three? It's you very... Know? It's, when was Schultz, dude, did it's, we go to whinge about Schultz it's being a very, It's very Monty Python. We're like, I dream of the days that we worried about bombing it into our forward line. Like, we're busy bombing it out of our back line. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, like, honestly, I feel like... I, 
I would love it if I was worried about bad inside 50s now. They're still pretty bad inside 50s. Yeah, it's regressed. But we're, <laughs> we're not even getting bad inside. We're getting bad exits from our D50. <laughs> Declan Longmuir is like, I solved that problem of our bad 450 entries. <laughs> we don't have any shit. We, 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 yeah, we, we don't have any in like bomb anymore. inside 50s anymore. Now we just don't get inside 50s that much. Yeah. Uh, solve that problem. Don't win it out, <laughs> don't win it out yeah, of the we can't, we can't do that. But I, I, I agree. Like, there's, th- we, we cannot... We whinge about how disappointing the forward line is, but I can't specifically... <laughs> I can't... Although the drop mark. But once you start to spread now and you look at the squad that lined up against Brisbane, it just starts to drop off so quick with the way that we're playing. Like, really... And I think so heavily we rely on players playing at they're 90 to 95%. And at the moment, I think we probably have one or two people performing at their 95%. And then we have players who are probably not top-tier AFL players and they're playing at 70. And that is just highly representative of what's going on. Like, yeah. yep. we need we need Will Brodies at 99, um, like your Jordan Clarks, um, your James Aish, your... Um, Omir, like they need to be playing at their 90, 95%. That they can't, they're not enough quality to drop down. And when now we've got this large, like, little sack of maybe four stars playing at 70, just dragging, yeah, dragging us to some depth. And these are those, these are those like 100 plus game players that are so critical. So I don't care yep. about a Mr. Dropping Marks, don't care about a Driscoll, don't care about Henry. Yep. They can Agree still with all have, they can still your walkers, like Well look, they let me go through it. So let me go through it. I've got the team list here. Um like who who's honestly letting us down? So this is just in possession order, not in number order, monkey. So Hayden Young. I feel like he's holding his own, if not overperforming. Andy Brayshaw, probably underperforming to holding his own. He's still only like 23 or whatever, but like we, we expect more from him. But he's not doing terribly. He's just not the same player as he was last year, and he's young. Caleb Sarong, overperforming. Will Brody, underperforming. Brennan Cox. Brennan Cox started the year really well. I feel like he's a inability to spoil, take the ball cleanly, defend well in the last few weeks has hurt us. Like he's underperforming he's, now. He spooks me like he yeah. I don't trust him as a backman anymore. Whereas nah. last year I really trusted him. Matty Johnson's overperforming, a really flat like he's a smooth mover man. He's elusive. I'm really flat that he decided to, to give, kill Zorko. Give, to give Zorko what he what he deserved. Um, because you get two weeks, but he got 22 touches, man, and Manny Johnson, so he hopefully he just plays the rest of the year. Jordan Clark, quiet. Like last year, he probably overperformed, but he's quiet. He's underperforming. Luke Ryan, underperforming. Like, is he injured? Like, he did have that injury thing recently. He sort of just likes bombing it long. He kicks it to Cox heaps, and Cox kicks it back. They go slow. The other the defensive team sets up, and then we go. Oh, I wonder oh, why we can't. I wonder why we can't like move the ball forward. Oh, it's probably because you two kicked it back and forth between each other for you know the last ninety seconds, and your stats look sweet. Um, Jago Amira definitely way down on what I expected from him. 
um, stats stats aside, I reckon his only value at the moment is to be the forward that we want Fife to be, and then Fife can be the midfielder that we want Jaeger to be. And I'm going to call him Jaeger because he's being a jerk. I'm not going to call him by the name he wants to be called. Sean Darcy, I think, has been fine. James H, like half the time I don't know if he's playing. Schultze, I feel like, is a barometer purely because he's a f- pressure forward. So when he's up and about, our team generally is up and about. But I can't I can't fault him when he's not awesome in a game that we're not getting the ball there enough. Ethan mm. Hughes, like, what? what's the point is my thing with him? Like, what's the point? Brandon Walker, young player, happy to keep playing him. Like, he's the sort of guy I want to keep playing this year. I'll, I'll cop the Cat 10s now. Noddy, cop the Cat 10s. Good goal by him. Luke Jackson, 100% stays in the team. Sonny Walters, I feel like, is our only dangerous looking forward half the time. Um, yeah. Switter, um is X-Factor, but isn't going to get a lot of the ball. And I feel like we have to just get over the fact that he's not going to get 20 touches. But if he gets... He had 11 touches and two goals. So that's pretty good. Alex Pierce, does he just like hold a stick of butter before the game and just like massage it into his hands and then run out on the field? The guy cannot hold the ball. He just fumbles. And it's a confidence thing, maybe, but I feel like he needs to be a shutdown defender and 10% try and rebound it. But at the moment, he's like 50-50 and he's getting done for both. Banners, you know my opinion on him. Sam Sturt, happy to um, persevere with this guy. Um, He's someone that I would like to get just 10 touches because he can get goals. Jai Miss needs to play the rest of the year. And Erasmus, can we just give him a spot? Like, who's who's holding him out of this team? Well, um, so the Jim's amount of guys like, in the amount of guys in that list that was everyone that played in the weekend. The amount of guys in that list that I said were doing well <laughs> was maybe six out of twenty three. Um, I was just trying to read what Suma had to say about him because I think that we probably should just base that stuff. Because, but no, I, I, <laughs> but, I, agree. I just, <laughs> we just start talking about Suma. Well, like, yeah, Suma's been pretty sweet. <gasps> Oh, mate, one thing I wanted to talk about quickly on Brayshaw. So, Brayshaw got a, like, a doc, like, a a positive cat 10, as in they made a cat 10 and then Brayshaw kicked a goal. I was like, that is a wild turn of events for this game. I forget who turned it over for Brisbane, but we actually got a positive cat 10. It was crazy. We need to, we need to probably introduce. Cat tens receive cat tens for cat tens against. Yeah, maybe it's just like so. It's it's negative ten if we give one away, but it's plus ten if we get one. We see what the ledger is at the end of the game, and if it's like below, okay, if it's below forty or thirty, then we're pretty happy. <laughs> negative thirty, that is. Um, pretty popular floating around at the moment that we want to touch on is the conversation around the drafting and Luke Jackson. Had someone try to bag me out that. We got nothing to blame because we traded out three condi- three key position players for one, and I was like, "What? Well, yeah." So show me the math things, on that. A few things straight down. Look, if Melbourne played the way Melbourne, if Melbourne played like the Dockers, Luke Jackson would be playing the same style of football. Who were the key position players we traded out for him? Uh, he recalled and remembered Rory Lobb, and that was it. So, we traded Rory Lobb for like a second rounder. We traded 
Akers for a third rounder, and I think Tucker for a fourth rounder, and and then we traded oh, putting Logue. and Logue, I think for a second rounder maybe, and then um and then we traded our first year first round found draft pick last year and this year, and a second rounder for Jackson. So none of the players we traded out had anything to do with Jackson. Trade the only person actually tearing it up is. Oh, Blakey Akers. Yeah. I think, I think Blakey well, Akers is not tearing just doing well. Um, Richard Rogue looks like he's got a winter winter layer on down there in Tassie. Well, mate, that's what I was going to say. So, Logue's getting heat for being overweight and too comfortable with the long contract he signed. Logue was never <laughs> accused so of being overweight at the Dockers. I'll give you the red hot. Logue was always, we're always like, mate, can you get out of the gym and practice football more? <laughs> like, why do you suck at football? Um, he's, yeah, he's over in Victoria now and he's copping some hate. Good on him. He doesn't care. He's signed bloody whatever he signed. Good on him. I, I'm always a big fan when someone like wants to go to Melbourne and like, yeah, I want to go to big town and like, I want to go back home and like, you know, it's all boring Roy over in, And then suddenly they start getting ripped by like, yeah, uh, WA media is pretty bad, but I can imagine like, I guess you, you, you can become irrelevant a lot easier over in Victoria. Like you can just be, playing for North Melbourne and people just don't write anything about you. But in in, in WA, you, you like you just become a front page, like Jackson getting the well, 20 grand at a mark or whatever he was. <laughs> you cannot you you cannot not be in the news as a West Australian player when Sumich is giving a player-by-player player rating for every player. That That's play. true. It doesn't yeah. get everyone. Even Batters, he's like, Batters is like, how does he even know my name? The best is how there's a Bailey Banfield playing for Claremont that's um, Drew Banfield's son, and he's killing it for Claremont. So he's always in the, the waffle write-ups being like, Bailey Banfield on fire, like three votes again. Everyone's like, we are you talking about the same Bailey Banfield? I had a mate, a ma- <laughs> a mate from Brisbane, um, the guy that's D's supporter, was like, is, are they talking about Bailey Banfield, like the one I know? And I was like, no, they are not, mate. And they're like, is he only 18? That's wild, yeah. <laughs> um, pretty good. All right, a couple other things about the match and then I'll forget it forever. Uh, Will Ashcroft kicked probably the goal of the century. Did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What, what right did he have to have his shot then? Well, he's playing against the Dockers. Yeah, love being true, highlights like that's that. true. And yeah, that was yeah. like, that, they weren't like that far up. I think they were like 15 points up and he's just like, well, I'm just going to karate chop this in from like, you know, yeah. Row Remember five, Wells? yeah, but that was to win the game. That was in like a crucial time. This was like <laughs> um, the end of the end of Q three. I think we're talking about Sniff towards the end of quarter three, and then Freo just gave up. Just gave them like four goals, and it was suddenly like forty points again. I'm like, oh, cool, all right. I guess we're not going to do anything. And then at least Sonny Walters um, kicked a sweet goal at the start of the fourth to make it so it wasn't just like a proper. Dick kicking. Um, the one mate. So the one major thing I like starred this on the thing on my phone where I write stuff about the games is we are back to the days of Ross Lyon when we just have like ten people standing around the ball, particularly in the defensive fifty, just all not doing anything, but we're all near the ball sort of, and they just go like dink 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 goal. And it's just, t- you look at the screen, there's like three offensive players and then 10 dockers and there's no, no one's doing anything. <laughs> what is the point of having numbers de- defensively if no one is doing anything? 
protecting the space. There's a lot of... Fuck, we are fortifying that space, but it, one, they're, they're yeah, not going near that space. Meters. Yeah, it's a bit of COVID yeah. rules, I think. Not allowed 1.5 metres within a player's. Um, well, well, what else you, you got? Digress and, uh, well, I wanted to look at this week. At least we can try to finish with some form of can I? Can cause... I give you two funny things that I found? Oh, the first one just is actually... General? Yeah, the first one's actually just... Um, if you have a spare 30 or 40 minutes, listen to uh, Oz interviews Ryan Daniels. Oh, um, yeah, see this that. Week. I haven't had a chance to listen. Really, really good. Yeah. Rhino, obviously, like a good, one of those good footy journos, just like quite, I don't know, a bit of integrity and interesting. And he, go, he goes through like his backstory and how he got into journalism and footy journalism and stuff. It's quite interesting. Anyway, um, really good job by Oz. Um, probably good that Duck wasn't in it as well. Um, <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I love you, Ducky. <laughs> No, but like Rhino seems like a great bloke, but also he just has this like nice insight into the Dockers and everything like that. No, I thought it was really good. A little review pod for you. Um, so I found this from Dane Swan, a tweet, um, just his little summary. So it's just like seven or eight things about the AFL season. So the first one was sitting on top of the Iron Throne. He said the pies, they are coming. He says cats, lions, and D's. They're going. Sorry. <laughs> Need to, they're going, Bombers, Crows, and the Saints, so they're like on their way. Need to see them beat a good side, but a win's a win's a win. Dogs, Port, and the Blues. They're gone, Swans and the Tigers, I agree with that. Swans and the Tigers look terrible. If I, if it wasn't for Green, I'd need proof these two are still in the league. Suns and GWS. Somehow, beat, be, somehow best of the worst, the Hawks. I agree with that. The Hawks look fine for a team that's only won one game, yeah. and that's very worrying for us this week. Best team in yeah. WA, he says the Eagles. It's like, mm. <laughs> he said the best team in WA is the Eagles. Time is a flat circle. North, yeah, whatever. And he said, if they were an animal, they'd be a naked mole rat. Doesn't get much uglier. Frio. <laughs> yeah. It's like, meh, can't be too angry with that. I don't know if Eagles are the best team in WA at the moment, but um, I don't mind the naked mole rat. I feel like that's fair. Oh, mate. And we are up, like, I watched, uh, I was in Perth live, me and you were there and watched the Hawthorne Dockers game at home last year, and Hawthorne were quite competitive. I thought they came over with They were competitive. Intention. Yeah, they played quite well. They gave us a bit of a shake, and I think the way that they're tracking, they'd be keen as anything to get over to WA and uh, upset a few supporters. The best is Hawks are on for, like, number one draft pick, though, so they're sort of pretty keen to be, like, competitive but not, Win? Is there an insight to that, or is that just like oh, listening to Xavier Ellis talk about it? <laughs> no, and they're one hundred percent. They want to be competitive, but lose. We are getting so we're getting a prime Saturday night slot, which is super disappointing. Um, are we gonna? How many? How many? How many people are gonna drag themselves out on Saturday oh, night? So we've. I reckon thirty or forty. Forty. Oh, mate, I don't think we'll get 40. This is the sort of game that'll get 40 because people think we can beat the Hawks. Little do they know. If, if, we, if we give a grim showing and we get done by like... Oh, yeah, close the stadium get, down. Yeah, burn it down. Mate, 
But what what do you, honestly? All right, worst case scenario, we lose by five goals. We kick six. Hawks, you know, we kick six. Hawks kick eleven or whatever. We just by the wayside. So we I, kick six what, or we kick three goals, eighteen. <laughs> I'll give you the option to respond. Both. <laughs> I don't know how it changes too much, but honestly, directionally. Young side, young, like whatever, everything to the side. But this is a Saturday night game. We put 40,000 people in that stadium and we <laughs> we go like, we go like Tony Lockett outside 50 to the dick, like the straight boot, mm. just like the hardest mm. kick to the dick. What, what are we doing next week? I don't know. Pack it up, I think. Like, I feel it like this season. Grim. I was listening to Duff on the way home actually today. Duffield on his on Sen. If you if you're not listening to Duff, you can podcast Sen and you can just get Duff. It's way better than um, listening to quarters. Um, and he was just like someone mentioned Doggy. He's like, well, I think they're just done for the year. Like they just need to accept that they're probably not going to make finals. Like they're highly unlikely to make finals, and they need to just be like, okay, how can we make this is springboard rather than everyone just flipping the table and like deciding that it's bad. I feel like we'll slowly come to terms with that and we'll start trying to have pot shots at these like good teams. And if, if awesome, if we go on a run and we like push for finals, but like, I feel like it, it's nearly done. <laughs> it's done. Oh, mate, it's yeah. done. Like, what do we got to win? We got to win. We got to win 12 of the last 16. To even to, to, yeah, to like even you want to win twelve to fourteen shot. games, so yeah, ten to twelve games we need to win, and we don't look like winning against shit teams. No, let alone it, good it, teams like, that we're going to be playing over the next five weeks. So yeah, so I'm not sure. It, it just becomes if if we put up a showing that we've been putting up at home in front of forty thousand people, where we don't even bother to give a sniff, where there's no competitiveness, people don't even want to seem to be showing a bit of fight or a bit of anything it's like because like i said like if you want to play the kids and you want to lose with a form of effort and some kind of plan i'll cop that yeah we'll cop that that. oh yeah we are losing with some average eight old selections age old selections that we continue yeah yeah, yeah. and wait um, are you telling me that ethan hughes isn't going to suddenly become a Brownlow medalist and and take us to the promised land or but and can we just can we just play Fife in the middle if he well, comes back? On that point, Fife either will be subbed this week or play. You realise. He's back. I thought so. And not, yeah, you realise that they've been like I, I reckon he's gonna play mid and I reckon what'll happen is O'Meara will go forward, which I'm happy with. The problem was that just no one was kicking goals. If we can get the ball down there, I feel like Amira could kick two goals a game. If we could just do a few bombs. Like, if we could just bring back the high bomb. Yeah. Well, it's like, I think <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I remember I remember listening, a couple of weeks ago, you were like, can we just go back to the time where we were happy to have a sniff? It's like, now we just want, oh, we're just like yeah. pleading. Can we just We've go back to the back, time yeah. where we bombed it in and we were angry at that? <laughs> Someone just kick it high into the forward line. Good God. Can we just get it into the forward line? But not, yeah, relatively quickly. And it can be high. I don't care. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So, five, so five feet, I feel like, is 50-50 to be sub or play. 
Um, he's because he's what? an experienced player. So- we're not going to make him be sub five weeks. Um, and then that means Erasmus should get a full game because Johnson's gone out with suspension. Um, so Johnson's out. Erasmus comes in to play a full game, you'd think. Um, and then Fife can come in. I don't know. There's a million people you could take out of the team if you wanted to. Um, why not? Yeah, we can just go for it a bit, I think. Fife at home I against Hawks. See. Against Hawks last year, he, did, he was pretty good. Remember, he kicked a few goals. Um, why? Why play him as sub? Like uh, purely injury, or... uh, purely coming back from injury reasons. I mean, like so that he he might well, not let him have go done to a soft tissue in the waffle. Nah, let's just play him as a sub and bring him on at literally half time. Like literally half time. Go. All right, you suck. You're out. Five. You're well, in. Just, just play him the whole game and tell him don't do anything in the first half. It's not going to change much. Like, just, just bench him. Just bench him. Yeah. Just yeah, mate. You're on. Yeah. We're bringing you on the second <laughs> half. How about this? Uh, look, Instead it's... of sub, just play him at halfway through each quarter when everyone starts getting a bit tired, then bring him on. So he just plays <laughs> the back half of every quarter. But you could, like, I just find it interesting in that role because if someone gets injured early, um, it completely changes your plan. So you can't control your plan um, in that instance. When you're looking to nurse someone, like... I prefer, I prefer us getting an early injury because I feel like our coaching staff having to make it move means that something will happen more than them being like get to half time and it's like one goal seven to four goals two and we're like okay cool are we going to do anything or we're just going to wait and see how this pans out (laughs) because I'm already watching it pan out I'm watching it pan out and it's fucking terrible (laughs) Um, well finish on some what would you like to see on the weekend uh, firstly, I'd like to see some pretty sweet selfies from our listeners listening to the podcast for nreach.io. Oh, um, yeah. You win a little Dockers Guernsey, so send them in. There's been lot, there's been about 10 or 15 so far, so we'll go through them, but keep, keep them coming. Um, Rose Carrington-Jones always sends through a couple of work ones, which I very much enjoy. Secondly, I would like to see us hold marks, easy Uncontested marks, not fumble, easy uncontested ball. Look like mm-hmm. we're trying in the midfield. It sounds yeah. like I'm giving a talk to an under twelves team. That's uh... <laughs> look like we're trying. Hold marks and not fumble, easy uncontested ball. Um, look, our uh, effort. I think effort and and effort with game style. So effort with fast movement, yeah. like and, and so they they definitely were trying to take the game on a bit more last week. Like they were trying to hand pass it and link through the middle. And a few of the players look really sweet. Um, but obviously Brisbane are very hard to beat at home, and we were definitely about as polished as a rough turd. So we were never going to yeah. get the, get the job done. But it, it was much nicer to watch. A lot of people have said I'd prefer that 38-point loss to the one-point loss to North any day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, what do you want to see, mate? Besides golf? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a Saturday night game, so at least it's a decent slot. Um, tune in. I want to see Luke Ryan get a 50-minute penalty, like, halfback flank and just sprint as quick as he can. And, and kick it backwards it to Cox? <laughs> just, just bomb it long Kick it back to Cox Who then kicks it back to him And then he kicks it in and they're nah, like What's wrong? Like, What's wrong with that ball movement? Just big like Big 50 meter play Like run next to his opponent And then just slam it long 
two, not to anyone's advantage, probably a one on three. I'll take an uncontested mark at like 20 metres out as yeah. well. Not to doppers, to hawks. Like I'll watch Sicily mark at like 20 metres out top of Gold Square. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, Just bring back the bomb at long. Yeah, bring it back. Bring back the sniff and bring back bombing at long. Um, I would love that. I'd love a bit of that second half against the Gold Coast. We'd actually look like we tried. Anyway, um, on that note, hopefully we get to record an ep next week. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully this one that. works. And, uh, yeah, new technology. Yeah, and we'll go from there. All right, thanks very much for tuning in. Love your work. Cheers, monkey. All right. Good luck. See you, mate.